0: Again, everyone, and welcome to Barto's Sports Zone. It's time to get in the zone with Barto's Sports Zone. We're ready to get your game day started. I'm your host Charles Wilson. I'll be joined today by members of the Barto's Sports Zone team: Alan Sanders, Mike Garcia. We'll hear from Jackson Hyde, Brad Stevens, Nick Sullivan, and more. And today we'll visit with the Cartersville High School basketball coaches, Charisma Boykin of the Lady Canes and Mike Tobin of the Purple Hurricanes. We'll also discuss some other hot topics in the world of sports. And we'll even hit on this weekend's college football conference championship games and and uh, lots of discussion on college football later in the second hour. So we hope you'll stick around for the next couple of hours. We're glad you've joined us and we remind you that Bartow Sports Zone is brought to you each week by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Schottenkirk Honda, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, All Weather Heating and Air, Frazier Maneri insurance johnny's new york style pizza wilson pools all-star roofing zach pritchard injury firm three-way campers first class collision center and hydro pro wash northwest Georgia's premier pressure washing service well let's uh, get today's show started right away and welcome in for the first time on bartow sports zone coach charisma boykin good morning good morning sir how are you very well, and uh, glad to have you with us. Jackson Hyde is with us as well. Good morning,
1: Jackson. Good morning, coaches, both of you, Coach Wilson, Coach Boykin. Good morning. Yeah, Good I, guess morning. I guess I'm I I'm guess going to always be coach to you, right, Jackson? Exactly right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I,
0: that is. And uh, I appreciate that as well. Coach Boykin, let's get to you right away. Welcome to the zone in Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF, hired last April by the Cartersville School System. Uh, I want to ask you, first of all, what made the vacancy of the Cartersville girls' basketball position an attractive pursuit for you? Uh,
2: I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I had a pretty good season at Jackson the last couple of years, and um, I also had a you know a powerhouse coming back. And um, I actually really didn't know about the job. I um, had some people reach out to me, but I'm really familiar with um, Cartersville. And we played them a few years back when I, when I also played at Carrollton High School. But I know it has always been a great program, um, great coaches. And uh, I also still communicate with a couple of players um, that I also played against. So once I got the call, um, I'm not going to lie to you, I was, I was very interested at the time. Um, and then I started talking to a lot of people from the community. And it just kind of made my decision a lot a lot easier.
0: And it probably, compared to Jackson, and I'm familiar with Jackson as well, but compared to Jackson, this probably feels a little more like home uh, with Carrollton being your home.
2: Oh, my God. It, it's so much like home. The community, um, the people, uh, even the support, the support uh, from all the fans and, and the community, it's a, it's a lot like home with Jackson being a couple hours from my house and um it's, it It was a lot. I was distant, um, but even being back home, I'm now like 40 minutes from the house, so I, I have a lot of people to support me and come to the games. And uh, it just, it was just an easy transition.
0: Coach Boykin, a graduate of Carrollton High School, you were an assistant coach there as well uh, under Sean Thomaston. Uh, I'm, I, I guess he was your coach as well, right? Yes, sir. And uh, just to give you a little inside note, I was still coaching, when Sean was a player at Carrollton. So that gives you a little bit of insight on uh, how long I've been around. Uh, But anyway, um, first head coaching job was at Jackson the last, uh, I guess, three seasons. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So um, talk a little bit more about the success level you had with the Red Devils. I noticed that uh, the first year was kind of a transition year, but the last two years have been pretty strong
2: yes sir um it was kind of the same situation um that i'm dealing with here um you know for a long time the program was going downhill and i knew it was going to be a project um and the same same the same approach that i'm doing with cartersville as far as relationships um i'm not so really focused on winning games and i know that's the motive but i have to get these girls to play hard for me so I i really feel like relationships are important right now so we're trying to build a foundation. I'm very familiar with um, with just having a good program, um, just coming from Carrollton. So I'm just working on relationships right now. And the players are definitely buying in. I have a really young team. Um, I also have a veteran team as well. I have about four or five seniors um, that has definitely been standing up and um, you know taking a role of what they're supposed to do. So all the kids are buying in, and uh, they're showing up. Uh, 6 a.m. practices, I didn't know how they were going to take that, but <laughs> they've all been showing up, buying in. They're working hard. And we'll probably have to go through a lot, but um, it's brick by brick. Rome wasn't built overnight, so I'm ready for the work.
0: Coach, we got about, uh, oh, about 60, 70 seconds before we have to take our first commercial break this morning. Tell us quickly uh, about your teaching responsibilities at Cartersville, and then how would you compare that teaching and coaching experience at Carrollton uh, with your role here at Cartersville? Oh.
2: What I I can say is uh, they have me teaching um, PE, health, and weight training. So now I'm able to get my girls to be in a weight room um, during class, and that kind of limits. Oh, it's a good horse.
0: We had a little bit of a breakaway there with a little bit of your audio, and that's okay. That's going to happen occasionally with our Zoom connection. But uh, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll get that secured and get that back going again, and we'll be back with more from Coach Charisma Boykin of the Lady Canes and more of Barto Sports Zone. When choosing a pro for work on your roof gutters or deck, choose the licensed and insured stars at All Star Roofing. Whether it's residential or commercial property, our focus on craftsmanship is unmatched in North Georgia. For free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All-Star Roofing at 678-245-9658, visit 30 East Main Street in Cartersville, or find us online at allstarroofs.com. Rest easy under the stars when it's an All-Star Roof.
1: I'm a hot tub boy, I'm just trying to make
3: it, with a hot
4: tub crew from Latitude Blue.
1: Come check out the hot tubs we have in stock at Latitude Blue, ready for delivery before the holidays. Our line of Viking spas and natural chemistry spa chemicals are perfect for these colder nights. We're located at 1 West Church Street, underneath the Church Street Bridge. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, or online at Latitude.Blue, bringing families together one backyard at a time. Mele Kalikimaka, Feliz Navidad and Merry Christmas.
5: Hey folks, this is Sean with St. Angelo's Pizza next to Lake Point Sports in Emerson. So who's ready for some football, high school, college, and pro? You name it, we can't wait. So to celebrate, we're cooking up some great pizza deals all season long. Look us up on Facebook for all of our food and drink specials. And don't forget us when it's time to book that office holiday party or get together. For more information, find us at stangelos.com on the web or call us at 678-719-0495. St.
0: Angelo's Pizza, Old Alatoona Road next to Lake Point Station and Lake Point Sports. Let's go.
6: You've known Styles Auto Care as your collision repair specialist in Cartersville and Bartow County since 1965. But did you know they're also a Napa Auto Care Center? Whether you need AC service, brake work, transmission service, or just routine maintenance like an oil change, alignment, or tire rotation, filters, wipers, and more, Styles is the place for your vehicle. Styles Auto Care, your local Napa Auto Care Center. 1261 West Avenue, where they can do everything for your vehicle except sell it
0: to win in sports you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes the same is true of investments Derek Strange your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor can help you create a game plan for your financial goals he'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today Edward Jones member SIPC Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports on WBHF. Charles Wilson here, along with Jackson Hyde, Alan Sanders, and Mike Garcia. We're visiting with Coach Charisma Boykin of the Lady Kane's basketball program. Coach, uh, before we begin talking about this year's team, let's talk a little bit about philosophy. What kind of uh, or what style of game do you want your teams ultimately to play both offensively and defensively?
2: Um, we focus a lot on defense, um, just to be honest with you. Uh, fundamentals are, are a real part of our, our practice. Uh, we do a lot of that, just kind of get back to, to to the ground rule of things. But defensively, I want that to be our identity. So we're playing man-to-man. Um, we put in a couple of uh, press and um, the one-two-two. Two, so we're just trying to speed the game up because um, I think they're pretty much used to zone and kind of, um, you know, just playing the shooters. But we want we want the game to go fast. So we're focusing a lot on playing up-speed
0: basketball. You touched on a little bit about the seniors that you have. We'll get to those girls in just a moment. But give us an assessment. I mean, you, you were at Jackson for three years. You went there uh, – had a little bit of a transition year, then a couple of years where you went at least a couple of rounds in the state tournament. Uh, give us an assessment of your current talent level at Cartersville, the up-and-coming kids that you see in the program, and compare that to where you were at Jackson as you turned that program around.
2: I can say, um, along with myself, I also have a new middle school coach um, by the name of Tara Grimes, and I think that was like the best um, move that Cartersville could make the girls basketball team uh, she's really good at what she does uh, we're actually on the same page to where there's no bridge or a gate in between us um even in the summertime i brought along my six seven and eight graders um along with my varsity girls so they can get some kind of experience and um so that really worked out for us and i've actually been checking out a few games about middle school girls and i make sure that my high school girls attend as well um because i wanted to create more of a family audit um sure Program. So they've been very supportive. And those six, seven, eight graders, man, I have some go getters coming up. And I'm so excited um, about um, what's what's to come in the next few years. Um, right now, I have about four freshmen, um, a couple sophomores, and I have five seniors. And I have one by the name of Layla Thomas who's going to be out for the remainder of the season, which kind of hurt me because she was, you know, one of the, those great offensive pieces. Um, she just got an MRI. Uh, she had a shoulder injury, so she won't be back until February. So um, we kind of took an L with that one, but, they, you know, they give somebody else time to step up. So we're uh, we're very young. We got to learn a lot, and I'm trying to put in a new system with us going um, fast-paced ball and going up and down. So, you know, I feel like the more we play, the better we'll be. Um, I'm sure we're gonna run into some uh, some ups and downs, and um, you know, and I, I'm very transparent with them, and they're aware of that as well. But I told them, you know, hard work um, I always beat talent, so we're just focused on working hard and you know, staying focused on the prize.
0: We slipped in uh, Thomas's name. Let's talk about the other four seniors. Uh, go ahead and talk about those girls, and then I'll have a question about uh, some of those young ladies.
2: Yes, we have Stacy Kennedy. Uh, we have Kirsten Miller. Um, we have A.J. Davenport and we have um, Secordia McConnell. Um, they play really, re- really big roles. Um, Stacey will be back with us um, this following week. But the other seniors have been playing. Um, they're very vocal. Um, it's a lot that I don't have to do. And I kind of gave the responsibility to them because I want them, you know, I, at the end of the day, I told them I'm your coach, but I'm not on the floor. So I have four floor generals that really get a team together and, and they're a real big piece of, um, of what we're doing.
0: Yeah, one of the things I like to always say when I in back in my coaching days uh, was simply that uh, we do our coaching through the week and then we kind of orchestrate <laughs> on the game nights. And I guess uh, you have the same philosophy, it sounds like.
2: Same as that, Coach. The
0: same as that. Well, as a new coach trying to rebuild a program, how do you appease those seniors and keep them on board uh, as you are likely prioritizing the development of those younger players?
2: Oh, man. It's relationships. And I think that's everything. Um, outside of basketball, you know, I spend time with my girls, um, even doing a lot of team bonding and things. And that makes it so much easier. And with me, and that's a lot that I learned from Jackson. I think my first year, I kind of got really frustrated because I was focused on, I need to win games. I need to win games. But I think that process of me going through that, I kind of took Carsville as another approach that I really need to focus on relationship more than just winning games. And I think that kind of came from, you know, me coming from uh, a winning program at Carrollton. And um and, and I'm all for learning new things and trying to trying different areas to, you know, to improve. So my seniors have really um, helped me do that.
1: Jackson Hyde is with us this morning. I know you have a question for Coach Boykin. Yeah. Coach, uh, coming into, obviously, the new program for you, clean slate for you, clean slate for your players. Is there a... Uh, uh, feeling out process on the court like in these early you know Thanksgiving Christmas tournaments, non-region games do uh, you try to get more players involved early to kind of see what you got and what they can do?
2: Oh yes, sir. um t- this year was my actual first year with the fall league, and I think that was the best thing I could have done. I was kind of slow with doing it, um but I'm kind of glad that I did so I can see what I had coming along so i I kind of already knew and then I do a lot of film watching. Um, really early so I can see, like, you know, just kind of get the girls prepared on what we need to work on, what we need to do. So I think the fall league really helped me out this year, and especially the summer. Um, I tore my Achilles, so that kind of – I tore it in May. So that kind of slowed up a lot for me. So, um, But other than that, like, I think the fall league really helped me, um, you know, kind of let me know what I was working
0: with this year. Jackson, I'll tell you this. That means the best player on the floor is down with an
1: Achilles tear. (laughs) I, I, but I I kind of felt that much.
0: <laughs> Coach, uh, you mentioned your seniors uh let's uh, slide in here and let you uh mention in this last uh, minute or so any of the younger players that are heavy contributors.
2: Oh my, uh we have Ansley Griffin, we have Tab um Bradley, they're both sophomores. Um they've been really good. They're my starters. Um and I also have a, a new freshman by the name of Lane um Callie. She's great. Uh she actually is a softball player and i found her in the gym and, and she's loving it and she's my starting point guard right now so and we have zoe um and we have a lot of uh, Molina. she's a freshman so you know they're all they're all uh buying in and working hard
0: that's coach charisma boykin of the cartersville lady Kings basketball program first year coach here at cartersville and uh definitely uh, was a good player back in her playing days. I got to watch her play and uh, probably officiated a few of your games, coach. Yeah, oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you as the season progresses, and we'll stay in touch. And uh, hopefully, we'll have you back here on Bartow Sports Zone real soon. Thank you, sir. Best of luck, coach. All right, thank you. Coach Charisma Boykin of the Cartersville Lady Purple Hurricanes. They're in action tomorrow as they uh, travel over to Cedartown. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back with coach Mike Tobin of the Purple Hurricanes after this Proud sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month. Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and US 41 North of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch sand or topsoil? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite has tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack just north of cartersville on facebook and at elitestonesupply.net If you're like most people, your home or business structure is your biggest investment, and your roof is its first line of defense. When storms or just the natural wear and tear of time, create issues for your roof gutters, deck, or other outside structure, call on the licensed and insured pros at All-Star Roofing. With free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All-Star Roofing at 678-245-9658, visit us at 30 East Main Street in Cartersville, or find us online at allstarroofs.com.
5: Hey guys, here at Johnny's New York Style Pizza, we understand that you have plenty of dining options. That's why we are committed to providing the best service we possibly can, maintaining a family-friendly atmosphere, and providing our customers with the freshest ingredients, including local produce and dough that's made daily. So whether you're looking for a slice, a fresh salad, a New York Style sub, or perhaps a pasta dish... Johnny's Pizza is your place. Stop by and see us.
0: Good morning, friends, and welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone here on WBHF in Cartersville. We want to thank Coach Charisma Boykin for joining us in that opening half hour this morning here on Barto's Sports Zone, and now we welcome in our next Cartersville Coach of the Morning, the boys' basketball head coach, Mike Tobin. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Coach. Glad to have you with us this morning. Welcome back to The Zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. You have a few games under your belt in the early going. Uh, kind of walk us through the ups and downs of the early portion of the schedule.
6: Well, I, I heard you mention earlier, uh, um, I think it was Alan, talking about how we got these kids uh, You know, a little earlier, well, a lot earlier than last year because it was crazy last year, not getting until January, but. You know, we, uh, we're so fortunate to get these kids uh, that, that also play football. Um, they're used to winning, they're competitive, um, but, you know, the flip side is, you know, we, we're getting more reps than we, we're used to, so it should help us in the long run on the basketball court. Um, we opened up with South Foresight. Um, they had played Archer, who's one of the top 10 teams in 7A, and they they had already had, th- I think, three games under their belt, and we played them. And, they took it to us pretty good. Um, next game we played Laster. Uh, played a great second half and beat them. And then uh, I know you saw us play uh, Sonorville. Uh, you know uh, Brent Mashburn over at Sonoraville always does a great job. Those kids play hard, and we we're fortunate to come out of there with the win. They had a great crowd, and um, so we're two and one right now. And I uh, love the kids we're coaching. Man, they uh, got a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, they, they play well together as a team, and they like each other. And uh, looking forward to coaching this crew.
0: Okay, I've got to ask you because I told you off the air that we were coming back to this. Got a question from a listener, a a regular listener. Uh, We had a three-second call in the early, very early in the game Tuesday night. Uh, this, this, uh, person wants to know, was that the best three second call in the history of Mike Tobin coaching or was the one up at Ringgold a few years hey, ago? Hey, even I will
6: never, Hey, I never, I'll never forget the Ringgold one. You guys got me good. Hey, you guys got the power. Hey, I learned in a big hurry. Uh, the ref's got the power, man. <laughs> so the one in was definitely better. And I know so you guys I'll, talk. Hey, hey, I know you talked about a half hour, so we're gonna get this guy, and you did so.
0: <laughs> uh, I I will go to the grave, and I'll never be able to answer that question. But um, it, it is a lot of fun out there, uh, and there are uh, guys that are in the stripes that are, have a little competitive nature to them as well. Oh, sure. uh, coach, just tell us what have been the positives so far. With yeah, this group,
6: like I said, we our practices have been so productive, so enjoyable. Like kids are getting after it, a um, lot of enthusiasm. You know, and obviously it's the beginning of the season, you're going to have that, but you know we've been going for you know over a month now, um, and and just the kids, they're fun, so fun to coach. I mean, it, you know the personalities, we've got some great personalities, and uh, you know they're, they're like sponges; they want to get better. Um, and you, you, I know you coach. Sometimes you get some kids that you know kind of think they know everything and, and don't need coaching. And uh, these kids, you know, each
0: day we step on the floor, I feel like we're getting better. What are the things that this group needs to work on the most?
6: Uh you know, probably the biggest thing that drives me nuts as a coach is the coaches boxing out. You know, and and just you know, just and not letting uh, teams get an offensive easy offensive boards on us. And that's something that's so fixable, and, and we're getting better at it. But that's probably the biggest thing. Same thing. The more uh reps again we're getting used to playing with each other just like to see our uh, our passing improve a little bit sometimes you know kids are just kind of careless passing the ball they just want to get rid of it instead of get it get into uh where your kids can catch it in a triple thread and you know be able to shoot pass or, or dribble um but you know probably those are the biggest things take care of the ball and boxing out you know our, our intensity's been there we're working hard and you know just uh sometimes you just got to play a little bit smarter
0: Coach uh, Jackson Hyde's here with us this morning as well. We'll go to him with the question after this one. But uh, tell us a little bit about your coaching staff this year. Who's assisting with the Canes coaching duties uh, with the, at the varsity level? And then I know I saw you yesterday uh, helping out with the, uh, a young middle school coach.
6: Well, I'll tell you what, we uh, I, I love our staff. And, and, and when, I, when I got here, my biggest thing was when I heard the coaches, I wanted uh, coaches that uh, had good rapport with the kids and cared about the kids every single coach we have loves the kids and the kids know it uh middle school starting at uh the middle school we got brian adams uh, he does a great job another real intense passionate guy um then obviously uh you know Corey, my son uh he's doing a great job at the middle school i think right now they're like uh 9 or 10 and 3, and they played some real, real tough competition in Marietta. They played in a, a couple uh, showcases in Marietta. Um, Corey's doing a great job. He's also a varsity assistant for us. Uh, just had a baby. We got uh, my first grand grandbaby, two months old. So Corey's real busy, but doing a great job. And then at the uh, freshman level, we got Don Good. He's been with me from the start. Same thing. Don's a great guy, loves the kids, makes them work. And then Mr. Uh, enthusiasm, Sed Ward, you know, also coaches football. And, man, he brings all kinds of energy to practice. And uh, so we, we we got a great staff. So Don and Don and um, said we've been together since, you know, for the last 10 years. So love it. Love our staff.
1: Jackson, can you squeeze one in in a minute? Sure, absolutely. Coach, uh, <clears throat> 10 years into the business here now, um, new leaders every year. Tell us about who your leaders on the floor is going to be this year, who you're looking forward that- to seeing. Yeah,
6: that's a great question. Great question for sure. Uh, uh, offensively and uh, you know on the court, our leader has been uh, Cam Callahan. He's having a great start. He's averaged almost uh, did over twenty four points a game after three games. Real uh, kind of a quiet leader, but man, he he's he's improved his defense and uh, also we got Luke Gamble who's a senior. So those are probably two of our senior uh, uh, leaders right there. We also got a junior at times. He can be a real good leader, um, you know. And he's he's working out, He's getting better at his uh, Romo pace. He's probably one of our most competitive kids we have.
0: He's Coach Mike Tobin, head coach of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes Boys basketball program. We'll take a timeout and be back with more with Coach Tobin. Everyone, welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We're visiting with Coach Mike Tobin, head coach of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes boys basketball program. Uh, coach, um, having a nice visit with you this morning. I know you've been doing this for well over 30 years. Tell us a little bit about what makes the job fun for you and what keeps you motivated as a coach.
6: I tell you what, I honestly, I, I told a lot of people, you know, with, with COVID, um you know we had that we were off of school for so long I was bored out of my mind you know I thought to myself hey if that's what it's gonna be like to to retire it's like I don't want to do this so I literally the other day we had practice at six in the morning I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I was was fired up that we had practice at six in the morning so I mean it's just fun being with the kids and and uh you know it's just uh, you know I feel like I got as much passion as I did when I first started coaching so um just you know just such an enjoyable uh profession
0: We've touched on it a little bit already this morning in this segment, but uh, in the past with the football team going so deep in the playoffs, uh, a sparse early season schedule has kind of been the norm for you. Based on what I've been able to find, uh, you've got a similar pre-region schedule again this time, but has there been any effort to add to your December schedule since you've got your players?
6: Yes, yes. In fact, we, uh, we put word out. We've been trying to do that. I was actually trying to do that. You know, in the fall, because we uh, we were supposed to be in that uh, Rome tournament, and uh, kind of long story, but we we're not in that anymore. They they decided to go with eight teams, and we found out late. So you know, you know how it is—we're scrambling to find games. So you know, if there's anybody out there who wants to play, who wants to hoop with us, we'd love to hoop. You know, so because yeah, we we've got you know we play Saturday, and we don't play again until the seventeenth.
0: So yeah, you know, Barto Sports Zone is worldwide on the web. So hopefully,
1: that word gets out there. <laughs> Jackson, jump in here, buddy. Uh, coach, when you have a, a situation where you're used to not having the uh, the your football guys till late, and you set the you know kind of a sparse early season schedule, does that make your practices a little more intense? Do you get after a little more more scrimmages that type of thing to kind of make that, up for the same time?
6: Yeah, Jackson, that's exactly what we do. We we, uh, uh, we the kids have fun. I think they have fun, but it's uh, we do a lot of scrimmaging, a lot of situations. Um, what will do us if we don't pick up a game or so in the next couple of weeks? Um, you know, we'll give them a day off here, a day off there, just so they're you know they're fired up to come to practice, and not just dreading to come to practice. But uh, you know, we really we need we need the practice time because we we just uh, I think we just picked up uh, let's see four or five kids off the football field, and you know their their heads are spinning, so they need practice time just to to catch up with these other guys who've been with us for
1: a month. Well, maybe uh, the Bartow Sports seat. They- zone can put together a team. I know Brad and Charles are in pretty good shape. And, uh,
6: yeah, I used to, to play with Matt.
1: Yeah. We yeah, can put, put a team together and, and give you some action early on here.
6: Yeah, I used to play with Matt Santini, but he, he, we call him the black hole. You never see the ball, but when you pass it to him, he's jacking <laughs> it up.
0: Coach, Region 7-5A was extremely competitive last year. Uh, really, five of the six teams were capable of beating one, one another on any given night uh, out of last year's group's uh, what do you know about the talent at each of the region opponents this year?
6: Well, on paper, without a doubt, Calhoun's got the most talents. You know, they got two uh, preseason All-State guys. Um, you know, they got an outstanding team, outstanding coach. So on paper, they, uh, they definitely should be the preseason favorite. Um, you know, I think uh, when it's all said and done, I think we'll be right there in the mix. Um, Hiram lost uh, two really, really good uh, post players, but they'll be solid again. Uh, Cast is always solid. Uh, Woodlands uh, obviously improved. I think they start out two and zero right now, um, and then Blessed Trinity's got two, two outstanding, uh, you know, six eight six seven guys. Um, you know, thank goodness, thank goodness, they graduated their. Uh, your senior guard, who was an incredible player at Jack's, Jack's Boatwright, he, um, he was incredible. But, you know, it would be a tough region, like you guys were talking earlier. You know, you want to you want to kind of uh, be in the top two, you know, for seating. Um, but it's really who gets hot at the end. But, uh, you know, if you get that top two, you know you're at least in state, even if you don't play well in the region tournament.
0: Coach, you touched on some of your top players and leaders out on the floor. Um, tell us a little bit about some other contributors, maybe your mid-level guys that uh, are crucial for you having a successful season.
6: Well, you know, I talked, I talked about Cam. Cam's had an incredible start. Uh, he he's, he's, reminds me a lot of uh, A.J. Mosby, that kind of a player in, uh, that we had a few years back. Um, Jaden Scott's doing a real good job. He's running the point for us. He's also a senior. Uh, he, was, he was in Houston last year and came back. Um, great kid, works hard. Um, kid who's really, really uh, been busting his tail is uh, uh, Caden Scott. He's a sophomore. He's probably the biggest surprise because uh, he's started the last few games. His brother, um, Jalen Scott, um, before the season started, he's, he's, he was kind of slotted to be uh, the other starter. Um, but Caden, his younger brother, is kind of taking his, his spot right now. Um, Jalen's uh, uh, waiting on some results. Uh, he hurt his shoulder in football, so we're hoping to get him back. Um, Chaz Henderson's a senior. we have. He came up big over at Sonorville, Came off the bench and uh, had to hit two free throws for us. Kendrick Chapman, another senior. He just he gets after it. Uh, he's kind of like a, um, a Dennis Rodman kind of player. He, he rebounds like a madman. Um, then we got a bunch of uh, we got sophomores. Uh, DJ Kane, big six six kid who's improved a bunch. Um, Jamari Bryce, who's a, a freshman, is going to be a real good player for us. Uh, Chandler Matheson. He had a great uh, JV game the other day. Um, I think, well, and like I said, Romo Pace is having a real good year for us. Luke, Luke Gamble just had a uh, double double the other night. Um, but we have 12 real, real good, uh, hardworking varsity players.
0: Coach, I know you play tonight and tomorrow night. Tell us real quickly. We've got about 30 seconds about your upcoming games.
6: Okay, we got Dalton tonight. Kind of a rare all-boys uh, night. You know, there's uh, ninth grade boys, JV boys, and Marston boys are playing. Um, kind of unique. We're going on what they what they did last year because they have not played a game yet. And then Town, you know, they, they play tonight in football. So we're playing tomorrow at uh, 3 o'clock against them, and neither neither one of these teams has played a, a game yet. So kind of going in
5: and
0: applying. Good luck, Coach. That's Coach Mike Tobin of the Purple Hurricanes. Appreciate you, Charles. You guys take care.
5: Hey, folks, this is Sean with St. Angelo's Pizza next to Lake Point Sports in Emerson. So who's ready for some football, high school, college, and pro? You name it, we can't wait. So to celebrate, we're cooking up some great pizza deals all season long. Look us up on Facebook for all of our food and drink specials. And don't forget us when it's time to book that office holiday party or get together. For more information, find us at StAngelo's.com on the web or call us at 678-719-0495. St.
0: Angelo's Pizza, Old Alatoona Road next to Lake Point Station and Lake Point Sports. Let's go.
1: Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South
6: Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service construction repair. We make swimming easy. It's WilsonPools.com,
0: Wilson Pools on Facebook. See all the new 2020s at Shottenkirk Honda of Cartersville, like the Fit Hatchback, the classic Civic Coupe or Sedan, the HRV, CRV, or hybrid Honda Insight. Maybe you need a family-hauling Honda Odyssey or the 4x4 performance of a Honda Ridgeline pickup. Shottenkirk is also your local used car superstore where you can choose from over 150 pre-owned vehicles. Shottenkirk Honda Main Street in Cartersville on Facebook and at HondaOfCarterSville.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone as we cruise into hour number two of Barto Sports Zone and the third hour of Bartow's Morning News here on a Friday, December the 3rd in 2021. Brought to you in part by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Schottenkirk Honda, Derek Strange, your local Edward Jones Financial Advisor, All Weather Heating and Air, Fraser Maneri Insurance Agency, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All Star Roofing, Zach Pritchard Injury Firm, Three Way Campers, First Class Collision Center, and Hydro. Pro Wash. We want to remind you that your daily local sports news and updates are always available on our website, BartosportZone.com. And you can also subscribe to the free Bartos Sports Zone podcast on your favorite podcatcher or listening device. Just ask for Bartos Sports Zone Podcast. A reminder also that next week, we'll have the Cass basketball coaches visiting with us on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll have Coach Burt Jackson of the Lady Colonels and Coach Byron Taylor, the new boys head coach out there at Cass High School. Coach Jackson will join us in the second half hour. It'll actually be Coach Taylor, the boys coach, in the first half hour next week here on Bartow Sports Zone. Let's run through a uh, quick Local high school basketball update. Just kind of give you the records on all the teams. Uh, We visited with the Cartersville coaches this morning. The Cartersville girls currently sit at one and two. They had a win over Chapel Hill that was sandwiched in between uh, losses to a couple of AAA neighbors in Cahulla Creek and Sonoraville. They play Cedartown tomorrow afternoon. The Cartersville boys are 2-1 and one on the year. They had back-to-back wins over Lasseter and Sonoraville. You heard Coach Mike Tobin talking about that. They take on Dalton tonight at the Storm Center, and then tomorrow they'll be in action over at Cedartown. The Cass girls currently ranked number nine in Class 5A. They had a one sided win this week up at Dalton Christian Heritage. That was on Tuesday night. The Cass Boys actually lost up there to Christian Heritage, but they have wins over Sprayberry and Kennesaw Mountain to go with a loss at Rome. They're sitting at two and two on the year. The Woodland Girls and Boys, uh, the Woodland Girls are off to an 0 and 4 start. Uh, they did. Uh, suffer an early-season injury. They had to play without their leading scorer, Abigail Taylor, earlier in the week, so they'll look to bounce back as they move through the early part of the schedule. They're at 0-4 right now. The Woodland boys have a couple of wins over Gordon Central. They're at 2-0 on the early season. They travel to Pepperell tonight and host Bremen tomorrow afternoon. And then uh, maybe the surprise of all the local teams so far, is the improvement of the Adairsville girls? They sit at four and zero, arguably the most improved team in the county under head coach Melissa Winters. They have wins over Sonoraville and Armercy and Model, and then Dalton Academy. Uh, the, the Adairsville boys are one and zero in the year, uh, having only played Dalton Academy. They start region play tonight. At Rock Mart. So uh, things get started very quickly for the Adairsville teams. And then finally, the Excel Christian Academy boys, they won last night over Pepperell. They've improved to three and two on the year. They host Harvest Baptist next Thursday and travel to Cornerstone Prep Academy in Ackworth one week from tomorrow. So that's a quick run through, Jackson, of uh, all of our local high school basketball programs. And we've got some surprises there and some teams that uh, kind of have to get the engines running.
1: Absolutely. Good to see the Airsville Girls team uh, off to a great start. A lot of times momentum early like that can, can lead to, to better than expectations were uh, for that program. Um, kind of running uh, yeah go ahead I'm sorry and and on on the cash boy side uh, having to replace uh, the transfer Zalen Cheney's probably going to be some growing pains there to get that that figured out
0: yeah they'll take them a little while under a new head coach he's got to get his philosophy in place as well we'll get a chance to talk to coach byron Taylor about all of that next week um, running through a couple of other items in this uh First segment of the second hour, we want to say congratulations to our November Elite Athletes of the Month representing all of our local schools. The award presented each month by Danny Snow and his great team out there at Elite Stone Supply. Go check them out just north of Cartersville across from the Racetrack Station on 41. Uh, They have all kinds of landscaping supplies and power equipment, storage buildings, ATVs, mowers, blowers. Uh, He can even... Hook you up with contractors who uh, get those bigger jobs done on your property. They're a longtime sponsor of the show and everything we do with Bartow Sports Zone. We really appreciate Danny and all of our friends out at Elite Stone Supply. Briley Bone, a competitive cheerleader at Cartersville, was their honoree this month. Stella Rood, a competitive cheerleader and tennis player at Adairsville, was the Adairsville selection. Emma Seegers, One of the top cross country runners in all of Bartow County, a runner at Woodland high school was their November selection. And somebody named Jack Hyde, an offensive lineman for Cass, was selected out there, Jackson.
1: Yeah. He's uh, the second best football player in his family, Charles. (laughs) He's pretty good.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations. We've got a couple of minutes before this, uh, first break. And, uh, we're going to reach out to Mike Garcia. I hope he's sitting there joining us. Uh, Alan, the class five, a state semifinals are tonight and featuring four teams that have all played Cartersville this year. The Canes beat three out of the four Warner Robbins, uh, who knocked off Cartersville in this year's playoffs there at Creekside tonight. And then blessed Trinity's at Calhoun. That's number nine and number six in the state. Mike, uh, your thoughts on who reaches the finals in Class 5A at Georgia State?
7: Well, you know, if I use uh, Allen's theory of this team beat this team, then uh,
4: <laughs> it would be uh, Warner Robbins and Calhoun. Ab- absolutely. See, you're learning. You're capable of learning. I like that. Educable, Mike Garcia.
1: Jackson, I know you've got some interest here as well. Absolutely. It's. Uh, I think uh, Warner Robbins is 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 your eventually the winner. It's kind of a shame that. Uh, I think Carswell's was probably the second-best team in in that classification, but uh, I'll be up there tonight at uh, the Leather Trinity-Calhoun game to see how that goes. I think, Charles, you mentioned it off the air. Those rematches can be tough. It'll be interesting to see who pulls that one out. Yeah, it will be a lot
0: of fun. Also, from our area, Class 4A semifinals Cedartown at Carver Columbus tonight. Carrollton, led by former Cartersville head coach Joey King, they play at Beaufort tonight. And in Class 7A, the semis are Walton at Milton and Grayson at Collins Hill. So, a lot of good high school football on tap later on this evening. Let's take a, another timeout here on Bartow Sports Zone, and we'll be back to talk maybe a little college football as we move forward. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Glad you're in the zone this morning and with us here on WBHF in Cartersville. Uh, We're joined now by Nick Sullivan of the Daily Tribune News. Good morning, Nick. Had a little audio break up there. We'll get Nick going here in just a second. Uh, I want to turn our attention now to the college football coaching carousel that has actually started around the country. Uh, some of the big names and moves that are out there. Of course, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC. Uh, the list of possible replacements at Oklahoma is just kind of all over the map right now, Nick.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly been um, a almost unprecedented uh, situation with, you know, some of these lateral moves from, you know, uh, blue blood to blue blood, if you will, with, you know, Lincoln Riley and uh, Brian Kelly. Um, And then, like you said, obviously there's, you know, several dominoes that'll have to fall. Um, Subsequently, um, you know, Brent Venables obviously has been a big name that's been linked to Oklahoma, but, you know, Clemson will certainly do everything they can to, to keep him around and, uh, but it, Oklahoma will be obviously an attractive job with them, you know moving to the SEC and
0: obviously the tradition and, and
3: money they funnel into
0: that program. Yeah, you mentioned the Brian, Brian Kelly move as well. He's leaving Notre Dame for LSU. Uh, apparently uh, Marcus Freeman, the current uh, Notre Dame defensive coordinator who came from Cincinnati uh, for just this season. Uh, is uh, likely to be the replacement there. We're hearing. Yeah,
3: I, I think that's that's probably a, a good move, especially in the in the short term. With you know Notre Dame's obviously on the outside looking in, but you know if. If there's a lot of chaos on Saturday, maybe they sneak into the playoff and, you know, he, he definitely would get, get a great chance to audition for the, for the full-time job there. And I, I think also based on the timing of it, recruiting-wise, I think it's important for them to, to try to get somebody locked in. And if they're able to get somebody uh, like Coach Freeman, who's reportedly very well-liked, um, you know, by the team and, and by fellow coaches, I think that's, uh, I think that's a great uh, hire for them.
0: Mike Garcia, let's bring you into the conversation now. Uh, your thoughts on the Lincoln Riley move leaving Oklahoma for USC and Brian Kelly uh, leaving Notre Dame for LSU?
7: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it, very st- weird because uh, what, what, what I told the guys a couple days ago is USC is, is a big city where the, the coach isn't the, the big fish in the entire pond. Uh, and I, I just use it from my personal experience from when I was down in Miami. Nick Saban found out in Miami, and I don't care that it was the NFL. It could have been the Miami Hurricanes. There's just so much going on when you're in Norman, Oklahoma, or, uh, you know, South Bend, Indiana, you are the center of attention. And uh, I, I guess for, for, for Lincoln Riley, he besides the dollar signs, he, I don't want to say there's less pressure. I mean, USC is always... Uh, been a school that expects to win and win now, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to go into the SEC because uh, he uh, he he knows what uh, Oklahoma is up against it, and uh, and there's always stuff that happens behind closed doors. The same thing with uh, with Brian Kelly. I mean, he's been up there in South Bend for over a decade, and in some, I think in his uh, case, maybe he stepped on enough toes that he he was kind of told behind closed doors hey you know why don't you go find something else i mean no, no knock on lsu uh a, a big sec school but uh i, I don't know you know it, it, it's funny because over the last couple of years everyone's been upset about uh the kids sitting out bowl games and now their coaches bailing on their teams that are headed towards some you know prestigious bowl games uh be, before it even happens so Hey, yeah, uh, dude, it goes both the ways. In case of
0: Brian Kelly, possibly yep. the playoffs. Yeah,
7: exactly. So,
4: uh, I don't know it. It's capitalism at its finest, I guess.
0: <laughs> Here's my
4: thought on that, Charles, is, and I said sure. this uh, during uh, the uh, the show earlier this week, as I just think that the, the writing's on the wall. You're moving more and more toward these super conferences. The SEC is the powerhouse. Uh, it's great that Notre Dame has all the blue blood prestige of the program, but uh, there's money, there's dollars, there's airtime, and LSU is a great recruiting ground. You might as well move into uh, the SEC and start making your name there.
0: Jackson Hyde, I know you have uh, thoughts on those two coach moves.
1: Money talks. Um, both got uh, several banks thrown at them to to make the move. Uh, Brian Kelly's situation, I think, is a little different. I think behind the scenes for the past few years, he's really been pushing for those guys to to get into the conference. They kind he kind of they kind of dipped their toe in the into the ACC during the the COVID year, and uh, I think he knows for. Like it's already been mentioned, for any of these programs to be successful, they're going to have to be tied to a conference at some point. So uh, I'm not really surprised about his move. But Lincoln Riley had a chance to come to the SEC and prove his mettle, and he, he chose to go west. So would be curious to see how that turns out. Some other
0: uh, key moves that uh, we're familiar with in our neck of the woods, of course, Billy Napier from Murray County, Georgia, taking over at Florida, formerly at Louisiana. Clay Helton, uh, who has also already been named as the head coach at Georgia Southern, uh, announced much earlier in the year, the former USC coach. Uh, and then there have also been eight other hirings already uh, while the current college football season is going on. And there are 11. Division one openings, and of course, uh, Oklahoma, Duke, Virginia Tech are among the high profile openings. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how all of those play out. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that here on Bartow Sports Zone, and uh, we'll talk more about that football coaching carousel even more as it continues to progress and uh, as nick said earlier as the dominoes continue to fall it, it keeps affecting one school after another and if you're a big fan of one of those programs out there you hope that it doesn't dip into your staff or or cause turmoil within your particular program When we come back, we'll talk about the college football playoff rankings that came out this past Tuesday. That was the Penn Ultimate Selection Show, and uh, we'll talk about that for just a little bit. And, of course, we've got uh, a lot of conference championship games to talk about, including one big one involving Georgia and Alabama. So stick around. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We want to thank our guest in that first hour this morning, Coach Charisma Boykin of the Lady Canes basketball program and Coach Mike Tobin of the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes boys basketball team for joining us uh, in their interviews this morning. We're back uh, with all of the Bartow Sports Zone team this morning. Alan Sanders and Mike Garcia in studio. And on our Zoom connection, we have Nick Sullivan and Jackson Hyde, along with me, your host, Charles Wilson. We're going to turn our attention now to some college football. It's a really big college football weekend around the country, but especially. Around these parts in the state of Georgia, Georgia heads into the weekend as the number one top-ranked team in the country, their first undefeated regular season since the 1980 National Championship. They are followed in uh, this past Tuesday night's penultimate reveal uh, at number two by Michigan, who is at 11-1, up from number five, and Alabama is third. Cincinnati is at number four with a 12-0 and 0 record. Five and six, who are in that kind of delicate position right now. Oklahoma State is at number five. They are up from number seven. They actually leapfrogged Notre Dame, who stays at number six at 11-1, and one, both of those teams. And then the next four that we'll talk about briefly here, and all four of these have two losses, They include number seven, Ohio State, number eight, Ole Miss, number nine, Baylor, and number 10, Oregon. And the first question that I'll pose to our Bartow Sports Zone team in this segment is, is there any scenario that you can come up with where one of these teams in the seven through 10 positions sneak into a playoff game? We'll start with you, Nick Sullivan. Yes,
3: uh, I think there is a scenario. It's um, quite the quite the chaos scenario. But if Michigan loses, S- Cincinnati loses, and Oklahoma State all three lose, you know, I think I think in that scenario, you've probably got you know Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and then I don't know, maybe Ohio State at seven, maybe Baylor as the Big Twelve uh, champion. You know, climbs up there. It this year has been has been. Let's just be honest. Uh, pretty crazy across the board. It's first time that a group of five team like Cincinnati has has been in this type of position. You know, maybe that's that moment's a little too big for him. Michigan and Oklahoma State a few weeks ago were outside uh, looking in and have kind of climbed up there into the into the you know you know catbird seat there a little bit. So and yeah, they're. they're is just kind of hanging around. So there
0: there may be a little channel surfing going back and forth uh, with Georgia and Alabama and the Cincinnati game going on at the same time. Jackson Hyde, your thoughts on uh, that bottom four, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Baylor, or Oregon.
1: Any outside shot, one of those four sneak in. You know, the perfect storm, kind of like what uh, Nick just talked about there. I think Baylor would be the one. Obviously, they'd have to beat Oklahoma State. Uh, Michigan would have to fall if, if that scenario fell into place. The only you know, the, the wild card there is Alabama. You know, if, if Alabama uh, loses a close game to Georgia, they're at two losses. Are they the the two loss team that gets in? So it's it's uh, uh, a highly unlikely scenario in my opinion, but it's it's possible. Mike Garcia, let's
0: bring you in. I want to talk specifically about Michigan sitting there at number two all the way up from the number five position. Do you believe that Ohio State win was enough to jump them all the way from five to two?
7: Yes, because if if you watched the Michigan Michigan State game, that was a game that Michigan should have won. Uh, there was a couple of uh, officiating gaffes and the big Ten actually went ahead and apologized saying that, yes, they had made mistakes. Obviously, the apology is not going to change the the one in the loss column to a zero, but Michigan should be undefeated. So, yes, I, I believe that's correct.
0: I'll ask you another question, Mike, while we have you there. Any chance of a stumble tomorrow afternoon at home for Cincinnati as they take on Houston?
7: Yes. Uh, Houston, they're 11-1. and one. They play in the same conference, so their strength of schedule is going to be pretty similar uh, they're they're a pretty stout defensive team. So is so is Cincinnati. Uh, the I I think the ten. I'll tell you this: the ten point spread, ten or ten and a half, whatever it is now, is ridiculous. There's no way it's going to be by, by that big. Uh, Cincinnati is is not uh exactly blowing teams out. So uh, yeah, I, I, I it's a possibility that Cincinnati can lose that game.
0: Jackson Hyde, let's jump back over to you again. You and I were talking during that last commercial break about Notre Dame fans. They have to become big Georgia fans this weekend.
1: Absolutely, uh, Alabama's kind of the Lynch pin to uh, Notre Dame uh, get getting in. In my opinion, I think I think this weekend uh, the term I use goes to the chalk. I think I think Georgia, I think the favorites all all all, cut, all win their ball games and. If that's the case. That's going to leave Notre Dame out. But uh, yep, they got to root for the the one that could possibly happen could be Alabama. Uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. As a longtime Georgia fan, I keep waiting on the bubble to burst. Uh, and we'll bring Alan Sanders in when we come back after the break. I know he's a huge Georgia fan as well, but uh, we'll give him a chance to comment on this as well. We're going to talk about uh, some of the key conference games when we return, so stick around. We've got more college football talk coming up here on Barto's Sports Zone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Barto's Sports Zone as we head down the home stretch. For another week of Varto Sports Zone, we'll remind you again that next week we'll have the high school basketball coaches from Cass High School on the program. Uh, Byron Taylor of the Colonels program and Burt Jackson of the Girls program. They'll be with us next Friday morning in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. So we hope you'll join us for that. We're talking some college football now, and I want to bring Alan Sanders back into the discussion this morning as we were talking about the Uh, reveal of the top 10 and the final four teams going into this weekend's conference championship games. I mentioned that uh, I keep waiting for the bubble to burst, Alan, and I know uh, you have the faith uh, that they'll pull it through on these final three games, the Georgia Bulldogs.
4: Look, we 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 chatted all season long, watching and saying, okay, well, is this the week they get tested? Okay, well, let's see what happens. Or, well, that spread's too big. It's it, it, it's it, it's they're never going to be this good. They're going to have some some challenges. And every week, Georgia continues to support the what the spread has been. If not, I'll, I'll paste it. Their offense has been well well coached. Their defense has been just lights out. I think at this point, you've watched twelve games. Uh, until they do something to beat themselves, I'm a believer.
0: Well, we'll stick with you as we start focusing on this Alabama-Georgia game. Of course, Georgia number one, Alabama number three, uh, SEC championship game tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. I think we can all agree that this is probably a play-in game for the playoffs for Alabama. Uh, that's Alabama's motivation in a nutshell. On the other side of the ledger, I'm going to ask you this Question, all of you, and I'll start with Alan. Um, Is the Alabama win for Kirby Smart and Georgia as big as winning a national championship?
4: You know, I've looked at this because of the, the the history in the last several years between Georgia and Alabama, looking at how strong Alabama and Georgia were pretty much for the first half of the season. And I watched Alabama maybe struggle a little, but think about this. You're, you're looking at an 11-1 team and going, gosh, they're just barely winning some of these games. Like, how spoiled is the Alabama fan base? But honestly, in my mind, these are still the two best teams. And for me, it's almost a combination SEC championship and national championship. Championship game.
0: Jackson Hyde will uh, bring you in here now to kind of help us uh, break this down just a little bit. Uh, again, I'll, we'll reemphasize here. Do you think? Do you think that's the Alabama motivation? I mean they they've got to win to just to get in.
1: Absolutely, you'll 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 get their best shot. There's no question about that. Uh, that motivation's there for them. Uh, but on the Georgia side of the coin, you, you mentioned that that question. And probably on the surface, it looks like it's as big a win as a national championship, getting that monkey off of Kirby's back, beating Alabama. But but in the big picture, it's not. I think the roles are exactly reversed. I think Georgia's so much better up front on both sides of the ball than Alabama, and that has been the the opposite in the past. That uh, that Georgia Georgia's the superior team. I don't think that game's close, and I have no dog in the hunt. I think. I think Georgia wins going away.
0: Why does Alabama win that game, though? If, if everybody keeps saying, well, Alabama is just Alabama, what do you see playing out in order for Alabama to win that contest?
1: Uh, just a complete vapor lock by Stetson Bennett. Uh, I think that's their only chance. Is if, if this is the biggest game, obviously, he's ever played in, if, if he just really – folds his 10 up early and leaves Alabama uh, some light at the end of the tunnel, there's a chance there. But short of that, I, I, I don't see it uh, at all. I don't see Alabama winning the game short of a, just a bad quarterback play on Georgia's side. I think that's that may be what Alabama's focusing on. You, you can't focus on the, the defense. There's no holes there.
0: Mike Garcia, let's bring you in with your evaluation on this Georgia-Alabama matchup.
7: Yeah, you know, it, I it's it's going to be a, a, a dogfight, uh, <laughs> no no pun intended, no, truly, because, uh, you know, I, I look at Georgia's schedule, the, the toughest defense, in my opinion, that they faced all year was Clemson in that first game. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Now, I understand the offense has progressed much further down the line from the first game, but... Uh, Trust me, as as a University of Miami alum and, and fan, all I have to do is look at the '86 Fiesta Bowl in which Tester Verde threw four interceptions. So that's the type of thing that that will propel Alabama uh, if if they were to win this game. I'm not saying that's going to happen, uh, but I think that their defense will will keep it close. Georgia cannot turn over the ball, and they need to dictate the pace on offense. I think. Uh, uh, uh they they just don't turn over the ball uh every now and then take a risk, but uh play out the first half and make your adjustments then
0: Nick Sullivan will give you a shot at this uh we'll kind of flip the question a little bit for you and why does Georgia win this game
3: um because they're the better team i mean i think <laughs> I think it's it's pretty straightforward um as as everybody's kind of laid out um you know. Georgia, in some instances, you know, being in this position, they could look at it as, well, even if we lose, we're still going to get into the playoff, and, you know, we can just need to win two more games regardless of of how the matchup plays out. But I think because of the history, because of, you know, being in the same uh, stadium that they were in a couple years ago and and losing in the manner in which they did uh, in the national championship, I think, Um, They'll have all the motivation in the world to beat Alabama, keep Alabama out of the playoff, and then, in theory, be able to play perhaps two opponents worse than Alabama for a chance at a national championship.
0: That's a pretty good take, and uh, there's a lot of Georgia fans out there hoping that all of those scenarios and all of that motivation comes true for the Georgia Bulldogs this weekend. A lot of Alabama fans still are going to say we've got all those national championships and we're still Alabama. Uh, so I guess t- to be the man, you gotta beat the man, as the old adage goes. Well, thanks for joining us this week on Bartow Sports Zone, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back again here next week, 710 to 9 a.m. You're listening to WBHF in Cartersville, Georgia, and uh, this has been Bartow Sports on.